Hey guys, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, or as you can say here, see here, investlocalbook.com. The YouTube channel, the blog site, the iTunes podcast where we talk about buying and selling, managing small businesses, wealth issues related to business owners, and anything else you guys want to ask me questions about. This week on the video, I, I came across an article. It's from uh, Forbes. And uh, this guy here, Joseph, he wrote this article, Small Business Owners Are Retiring and Millennials May Not Fill the Gap on America's Main Street. And what they're talking about here is this particular hardware store in Worcester, Massachusetts. And it's been open since the Articles of Confederation, uh, 1782. So this business is 235 years old, and uh, it's, it's shutting down because the owner wants to retire. And he's lamenting that he hasn't been able to find anyone to buy the business. And so this article, in the article, the author is talking about how important small businesses are, and I agree that they are. And, you know, the employees are saying that there's a lot of different reasons why the business is closing. And they, they cite things like the internet, competition, lack of loyalty, and that they couldn't find anyone to whom he could sell the business. That's, that's the, the owner of the business. So, so I was curious about this because I'll tell you, when I saw the picture of the business and I see this Main Street hardware store, I see a lot of businesses like this. People call me up looking for help trying to sell these kinds of businesses. So the very first thing that I did was I went over to Google Maps and I called up the address and I found it here. This is the downtown area of Worcester, Massachusetts. And, and I don't know Worcester very well, uh, but it is on, my, on the way that I take to go from where I live down to New York. So I've been through this place a couple of times right there on that Interstate 290 that you can see there. And so, as you know, throughout most of North America... Um, as the cities grew and as cars became more popular and then the interstate highways were built, businesses tended to move away from the downtowns. And uh, where'd they move to? Well, if we look over here, we can see the Walmart Supercenter is right down there, right off the highway. And, uh, oh, there's the Sam's Club, right? So, so we get an idea that down here, we've got these big box businesses right off the highway, easy to get to, right? Lots of parking. And we have the Elwood Adams Hardware Store still on Main Street. And I've got another picture of the building here. We can see that there's parking meters in front of it. But uh, that essentially to me says that there's parking for like five or six people at a time to go into this hardware store. And I found this publicly available tax information for Worcester. And it says that the assessment for this building is $526,000. And it talks about the difference between the land and the improvements. But this was curious here. Replacement cost is almost $1.4 million to rebuild that building. And I was looking through here and I couldn't find any reference at all to, um, I couldn't find any reference at all to any kind of residential use. So I was wondering if the entire building in fact is the hardware store business with like storage and other retail upstairs. So you're already starting to get the impression, as you can see from this, this photo, that this business is um, really is a relic of a bygone era when most people probably would have come here maybe on their bicycle or on foot. Um, certainly the town would have been smaller when this place was established. And the owner, because it's been around for over 200 years, you know, they likely inherited the business from their father. And I see this over and over and over again, because while the assessment on this building 
is about half a million dollars. If we assume that that's the fair market value of this building, which I don't believe it is, I believe the assessment is probably lower than what it, the building's actually worth. But if we assume that it's a half million dollar building and I was gonna buy the hardware store um, and I did not buy the building, I would probably have to pay about fifty or $60,000 a year in rent, okay? And so this is, this is why it's important because the owner today likely doesn't have a mortgage. And because they don't have a mortgage, they don't have finance costs, and they're not renting the building because you know that would have been passed down in the good old days. Almost every little business owned the building that they were in. And if you go back in my YouTube channel, you're gonna find a video about why businesses shouldn't own real estate. And this is another lesson here in this, this story I'm telling you today. Because what happened with this business is they owned the building, and because they owned the building, they got stuck when the commercial trade moved out to the highway, they were stuck downtown. And they didn't move because it was easier to stay where they were. And this guy that owns the business today who wants to retire, I bet you he makes money. He takes money home every week. And so he believes that he's got a good business, but he's not paying for the space, okay? So if anyone was gonna come along and buy this business, they would have to either lease the space or buy the building, they'd have to buy all the inventory, and I bet when you consider all of that investment, the cash flow doesn't warrant the investment. So what we have is an example of what I call a zombie business or an instance of dead capital. Basically, the owner of the business has a ton of money tied up in, in capital in the building, okay? And he doesn't get a fair rate of return on that capital. His own business isn't able to pay a fair market rent to himself. And so because he's happy with a below market rate of return on his capital, he's been happy as a clam, just sitting there running his business, making his money. But there's no way purchasing the business and the building, or even just the business, if they're going to lease the space, makes sense for anyone else. So the article talks about how millennials are, for some reason, not stepping up to buy these Main Street businesses. And what I see in my own consulting practice is I see all kinds of millennials and older people trying to make deals for good businesses all over the place. I mean, I get calls from all over. People are trying to make deals to buy a business. So I can tell you there isn't a lack of buyers, but I think there's a ton of these zombie businesses out here. I mean, I've seen the financial statements for probably over two dozen in the last year, people looking for my help to help sell a business. And when I do the analysis and I show them why nobody would ever be able to buy their business, you know, they're usually pretty upset and there's a lot of sad people, but they never once sat down while they were running their business and did an evaluation of their assets and, and thought about things like, how do I get a maximum rate of return on the capital that I control, right? People get busy in the business. They don't work on their business from the point of view uh, like a big business does of maximizing returns on capital. So this guy talks about in his article, you know, how can we encourage people to buy these businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And there's this big notion out there in the world, and you see it in the bookstore when you see all these book titles about, you know, the baby boomers retiring and all these businesses are gonna change hands. And it's funny because I was actually at an event 
in uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick, and there was an MLA there, a member of the legislature. And he was actually saying that the government is looking forward to this big transfer of businesses and transfer of wealth because, of course, they think it's going to be a tax windfall for them. And, and so they're, you know, rubbing their greedy little hands together, looking for all this tax money that they think they're going to get. And when, when I explained that many of the businesses owned by baby boomers, especially the ones in small towns and downtowns, all these places, they're not worth buying. You know, there isn't going to be this massive, massive handover of successful, profitable businesses from one generation to another. The fact of the matter is there are a ton of baby boomers sitting on businesses that nobody could ever buy. And certainly things like the internet are are exacerbating the situation. They're making it easier for people to buy their hammers and nails online. But for the most part, it's because a lot of these people have been so busy playing um, hardware store owner and not playing, you know, financier and investor and Mr. How do I maximize my capital and my rates of return that we have had these businesses lose their footing and they become uncompetitive because they're in the wrong parts of town and they're in the wrong parts of town because they mistakenly thought that owning real estate made more sense than leasing where the big corporations know that you don't buy real estate, you lease it because in 10 or 20 years when the lease comes due, chances are it's now no longer the right place. You want to move the business now to the next new hot trendy locale. And I've seen it more than once where businesses have moved to a place because they could purchase a building thinking that they were better off to be paying a mortgage rather than paying rent. And because of the relocation of the business, their clientele was reduced and their sales went down and they suffered. But then they also suffered because when you pay a mortgage, the principal payment comes out of profit, whereas when you pay lease, the entire sum of money is an expense and they end up in a cash flow situation where they have less money and then you know they find out from their accountant that they actually turned an accounting profit and they owe income tax and they have no money. So there's all kinds of reasons why I keep coming back to the same topic that businesses should not own buildings. Owning real estate is a business unto itself and has a completely different set of competencies and and things that you have to know in order to do it successfully and owning one building you know obviously isn't a very diversified risk strategy so this you know story here this guy talks about how sad this is and it is quite sad but it's not sad for the reasons he says it's sad because there is a whole generation of business owners out there And many of them actually believe that their businesses are worth something and that people are going to want to buy them. And when it comes down to the end, they may have some valuable assets. No doubt this building is worth something. It likely will be redeveloped. You know, maybe a trendy brew pub on the main floor, some offices on the second floor, and some apartments upstairs. It will likely be redeveloped, but it's not going to be a hardware store because it just doesn't make sense for someone to take a space like that and run a hardware store because the customers just aren't into that anymore when it comes to buying drills. Anyway, um, I look forward to your comments and feedback. I love hearing from you guys. And I've been having a lot of fun with the channel lately, doing interviews with people, and I've got a bunch more questions actually on the list. I'm going to be getting back in front of the whiteboard in the next few weeks. 
But uh, for those of you who haven't, please come over to the website, davidcbarnett.com. Right down here on the left, you subscribe to my mailing list. You fill in your name, address, check off the areas of interest that you have. And so you only get video, you only get emails from me that are in the subject areas that you're interested in. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. Have a great day.